0: yo guys how you doing this is the tony and dakota podcast today we're going to try something a little bit different so if you're listening to the audio probably going to want to switch over to the video uh this is justin earhart hopefully i uh said that correctly a little
1: close since earhart just like, earhart.
0: <laughs> like dale earhart except for
1: earhart yeah. <laughs> yeah i get Earnhardt all the time so
0: <laughs> he is the bearding uh, the bearded marketing pro and, uh, reached out to him because he filled out a lead form to be on our podcast, but also because he's part of Arate. So Mm. we have a mutual mastermind in common and, uh, just asked him if I've, I've seen some of his content. He does some Facebook lives and Justin does a great job of, uh, these little niche things that you wouldn't think of Uh, Just some good tips, some good information, just how to maximize your social media and get the most out of uh, all the different socials. So, we're going to talk about social a lot today what we're doing well, what we're doing poorly, and uh, how to be better. And then, hopefully, everyone who's listening gets some value from Justin as well. Thanks for coming on, Justin.
1: Hey, guys. Thanks a lot for having me. I really look forward to doing this with you guys. One of my favorite things to do with marketing is reviews and see where I can help people just make changes and hopefully your listeners and we'll be able to get some value for their own sites and their own socials as well. Love it.
2: Just don't smash us too hard. (laughs) Don't worry. You know, that's,
1: that's one of the things with it. Like I was, I was talking, you know, with, with Tony a little bit was that, you know, sometimes people Hey, can you look at my website real quick and tell me your first impressions? I'll literally turn on my screen record and click the link and just go at it. So I didn't do really any you know, pre-research for Cause of course there's a lot of sugarcoat marketers that will like, Oh yeah, give me some time to look at it first. And then they'll just like go to other people. Like what sucks about the site versus, Hey, here's what I know that sites can be improved with or how socials can be improved with and what you can do to kind of grab that attention a little bit more. So I like doing a lot of this focus, you know, based attention when it comes down to marketing, getting straight to the damn point, uh, and helping people get there as well. So, um, I don't okay. I don't beat people up too bad. I like it. Maybe we'll see.
0: <laughs>
1: there have been some people I'm just like because I it first look and there's there's been two or three times that I had to apologize on the recording because I was like damn I was like oh I'm my bad like that's not. <laughs> I
0: didn't,
1: it was horrible um but I don't think you guys will have horrible psych so it's, it's good. Let's see. So all right you want me to dive into this and kind of go after it a little bit so i just kind of click some things on the the link tree and a bunch of the links we had sent so they're all open up here and i'm just going to kind of go through them um just see what we got so um this one is the your course sign up which i can tell is by on teachables platform just without even knowing what you're doing because it has a little teachable icon in the top left so um i don't know if you guys can change those those but just being able to change that would be one that's the little shit that I notice is like those icons um and I've had teachable for some of my courses and stuff like that too so I know sometimes they're a little you know finicky on it uh so what I kind of do and people and research kind of shows that people have two different patterns um when it comes down to marketing so I have um one of my, I have three degrees. One of them is in uh, business with entrepreneurial concentration. And then the other one is in marketing with social media concentration. So I kind of did not just the academic side, but the real world side too. Uh, Cause academic has some purpose in it as far as just the, you know, humanality of, of marketing, which helps a lot. And so um, I learned that people have two different eye patterns. They're either going to do a Z or they're going to do an F pattern on your site. Uh, people don't read sites, they scan them. Uh, Words will do really well uh, for uh, search engine optimization, right? SEO, Uh, but typically people aren't just gonna sit and like read every paragraph and every text of a site. So if I, I typically like doing the Z pattern with when the site first loads and that's starting in the top left and then going to the top right. And these are the first things that people see. So you want them to see right off the bat where they're at. And that can be your branding. If you have a logo, it's typically in the top left or how you guys have it here, is that it's, you know, letting people know exactly where they're at, and then the right is typically your call to action, where you want people to see, okay, well, what, right off the bat, I want to shove it in their face, like, hey, my call to action, whether you take it now or not, is going to be X, it could be buy now, enroll, um, sign up, I typically avoid learn more, because it's very vague, so I don't really have learn more as call to action, so you want to keep um, consistency across all um, all call to actions as well, right? So when I come here, I see sign up is my first one. And then I come down and across uh, to the bottom left and then go to the bottom right. So I make a Z pattern on the screen. So the middle part here, that's basically you want to have a headline that says simply, here's what the hell we do, right? So learn real estate investing from Tony and Dakota. Okay, so I already know I'm, you know, hopefully be learning real estate investing, right? I don't want to have something on there that says learn real estate investing that it has, you know, um, learn how to create coloring books and sell them on Amazon down at the bottom. It just doesn't work. So I want to know right off the bat what the point is going to be here because if you guys share it in a post or anything and you're saying, hey, you know, we just launched our uh, real estate investing courses. We have had a lot of success with our own business. Other people's business helped them invest and we decided to launch a course to the public and now it's available for you guys, right? So that's where you kind of put in this sub headline. Uh, you guys kind of have a little bit of a solidifying factor. So I wanna, okay, I gotta learn from you. Why should I learn? Should we be the sub headline. So you guys kind of hit that perfectly of, saying, say we you've had 120 houses in the last four years uh, with little to none of their own money. So, you know, putting it in there is, uh, I would change this a little bit um, because I, I like when you guys have courses for yourself is instead of being in a third person, I really like first person because it's also helping instead of saying, it sounds like someone else wrote it. It's, Hey, here's why you should listen to us versus someone saying, Hey, you should listen to them. You know, you're trying to build that, that, um, that factor why people need to listen to you. Right. But you have the pretty good gist of it here. I would also change the call to action to be the same. Do I want them to sign up? Which sign up as a call to action is kind of like I'm signing a list, right? I'm, I'm jumping on a list or I'm signing up to be a part of something versus enrolling. Um, if you're talking about courses, enrolling correlates a lot better. So if I'm enrolling, like that sounds prestigious, right? Like whenever hey, I'm enrolled in a, in a, um, an Ivy League school. Like that sounds fucking prestigious. I, I want to I be a part of that. Sign up kind of sounds like, hey, I'm standing outside college. Sign up for our you know, awareness sheet. You want to enroll now uh, to be across this because that one works a lot better. So I would change that sign up button on the right to enroll now to also keep the consistency um, of it. So that's one of the things I would look at. Um, another thing I c- you can do sometimes on these um because when you talk about the bottom part of a Z, if you have three benefits that kind of break um in columns here you know three really solid benefits that they could get um that's something i would look at to them because they come across these z patterns the bottom just has an empty part um, so putting something in there that can maybe like hey here's three solid benefits you get from our courses um and, and that's kind of one of my my favorite things to do is shove that there um and then, so yeah, there can be some work on this because it just goes to the featured course. We want to sell this a lot more. Um, I don't know how many signups and enrollments you guys have gotten from this, but if we sell, if you sell it a little bit more, um, you start up top where you're you know, doing that Z pattern I just talked about, you have three benefits. And then I would put pain points. When you start addressing, because um, again, people are scanning, right? They're going to scan, they're going to look at your, your logo or the um. name of it up top they're going to look for your call to actions they're going to scan your headline and if they want to read it they're going to get some good you know the 120 houses kind of sticks out real quick right and then bam three positives and then down below really sticking out you know with the pain points that maybe people are going through that um you know if you have market research why people join your courses and and whatnot kind of seeing like okay well what are some of the benefits but what are the opposites of those benefits so if having an increased cash flow is obviously one thing from properties you know you can hit on the negative cash flow or not having money or um one thing like with marketing just like i'm sure with real estate investing there's so many different people out there that have the secret to wealth um you know just like there's a secret to marketing apparently i don't fucking know what the secrets are uh, but these people always sell them um that you can Hit more of like, hey, here's the pain points. You know, are you tired of all these people who've never bought houses who are just selling courses? You know, are you tired of people who um, you know, don't really get you making revenue or, or whatever? You know, just hitting those pain points and then resolidifying the positive and then launching the course. So that way, you know, they they go through a roller coaster, right? They're gonna see the positives up here of how great your course could be they're going to hit the negatives and like, oh shit, that's so true. That's me. They understand how I feel. And then, Hey, by the way, this course solves these problems by bam, 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 and then get enrolled today. And that way it kind of helps seal it more verse a quick little, you know, snippet. So just kind of setting that up, I think would be a big, um, a big change on it. Cause you have to be able to justify the 997. And if you don't produce enough value in it to justify it, people will not enroll inside of it. So when they click on it, that's where you can get some more of these, which is good where they're doing the scannable stuff, but this is where you're gonna solidify why they clicked in the first place. I want to feel compelled enough that you're gonna solve problems that I even wanna click and roll and do that first. When you do go to it, um, that's good. You're, again, you're letting them know what, what they're getting into as far as a course on flipping houses um, and wholesaling, right? So that's good. You're letting them know this is what you're gonna get. You kind of briefly touch it. Now this is their checkout option, of course. Um, the other thing too, is make these a little bigger that are bolded. Bold works. Uh, it's really good that you guys have it. because um, bold again, for scanning purposes, helps um, stand it out. So, and I would make these consistently bolded across the tops. Um, but bullet points are good ways for people to scan so that's a great thing that you guys have that because sometimes they'll take these and they'll make these some long ass paragraphs for each one quick bullet points but again making them consistently and um, a little bit bigger because they're going to say okay the following subjects covered in this course marketing sales finding money creating your company you know this can start scaring people um so they can be like oh it can go one of two ways and hopefully even the fear does drive sales so don't worry about that but um, fear drives more than, than anything you guys see that with social media fear and negativity it seems like but if they start getting worried like oh man this is so much stuff then they're probably not the people for you anyways uh, but the fact that you guys break it down just make it a little bit more consistent i would bring this down a little more kind of make it a little larger um and instead of the following subjects uh, i would put something that it's more about them, like um, the X amount of ways that you can improve your business, or you know, just something a little bit more. that makes it about them. People like content that makes it feel like it's about them. Um, when you start doing subjects, that's where I start thinking rubrics and all that other crap um, with school. But here's how. Here's the you know top subjects of one, two, three, four. Here's the the top seven ways you'll improve your business with our course you know just something like that but um yeah just kind of adjusting those scales would be a big
2: thing on that yeah i was gonna Um, say and then the the next thing uh, whenever you do actually click enroll we've noticed that a lot of people actually enroll in it um and then there must be another thing that you go to pay because we've had a ton of people enroll and then some people don't actually end up paying i'm like what the heck so I'm not sure like what the disconnect is there, but yeah, you can click that. And then like, you'll literally go you'll through and the- make an account and then you just still don't pay yet.
1: Yeah. So here is where they'll go and do the uh, contact and then payment. Yep. <clears throat> so, and oh. that's one of, one of the hard things too with Teachable is that, you know, how many different clicks
0: um, away they are.
1: Yeah. And, and that's not necessarily your guys' fault. I just know how teachable function is that they have their, their paywall that's set up even after you're trying to
0: drive it home a little more do you sell courses and what which is there a different one that you would recommend
1: um i actually pulled all my courses and the only real reason why um is because i'm transitioning to different ones i'm using um wordpress has a lot of plugins you can use that were a little bit better than than teachable so we're in the process of moving all that shit over because teachable was a good thing to get us started but kind of hated how it was uh, just had some like so many different clicks and they don't really make it easy for people sometimes. Yeah. Um, but that that's a whole other program um, completely. Um, so yeah, I would kind of sell it more here on there as far as what I had mentioned for that. Um, the other thing too is after you kind of finish segments is re-put the call to action there. You kind of want to keep it in their face. So click in like enroll now. Um, Cause if they get stuck here and they're like, Oh, where, where do I go? They click sign up. It'll probably, um, you know, go down.
2: But if they don't have that enroll now and those texts right. up there, that's when they kind of can get like, yeah that might be what they're doing then is signing up like you said because like like i said what's happening is uh like we're getting a lot of signups but they're not actually paying so i think exactly like you said they scroll down and then they sign up or something i
0: think that sign up helps them create a teachable account within our course or something like that
2: yeah but it doesn't actually have you pay for it There, It's like hey you can yeah so that's what
1: that's exactly what happened on that one dakota is that um on this one when you click sign up they'll go sign up yep but then they're gone so that's yep. what's happening mm. so there's a disconnect there and i would change this button to be the enroll now button that if they i oh, see even that one too so you guys got to change that to where it hyperlinks to this course yep
2: okay i'll say so man, that's what the huge. two button
1: changes i would make because yeah they're probably signing up and they hit enroll now they sign up and then it doesn't usually take them back. Or if yep. it does, maybe they get lost because again that click pattern is is a little off on them. Yeah. So I, I I would have both of those clicking them to here because when I click enroll, it'll drop me down. And then also when I click sign up on here, it'll take me down.
0: You think we should be able to do that from the back end to teachable? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. You can just go to the page and edit it and then just change the hyperlinks on those buttons.
2: Yeah, I and bet. That's we've, one of the that's I think probably what's happening. Uh, we probably lost five so far that just because yeah. like five people signed up, but then pay. I'm like, this is very weird. I was like, why would you sign up if you can't even have yeah. access to it? It's very weird. Yeah. And that's kind of when
1: people, when you have the, the UX, so the user experience is that people we're, we're now turning, I mean, our generation's a, a lot different, especially our mindset is different is that a lot of the people now that are coming into you know, early twenties, they want to like get shit one click and done. You know, that's why you have all these, you know, instant buys on or buy it now on Amazon For see a product, just hit buy it now. It just charges you and ships it. Like, so fixing those two buttons will definitely help. Um, changing these areas a little bit to make them bolded, uh, stand up a little bit more in that consistency um, will definitely, I think, help with that. So you have a consistent of every other um, that's bolded, but I would consistently create the bullet points as, or the, the subjects as the main area people look at. Um, I like having the instructor because that helps build a little bit of um, credibility. And then the, the curriculum, they can, they'll be able to see it. You know, obviously they can preview the introductions and stuff like that. Um, then facts helps, but I would change these to reviews. If you have any like solid or re- and real reviews of people changing this to reviews because that will help with social proof and then the get started and then if you have a fax you can put it down below um, for that but social proof is a big thing that seems like it's missing on on this exact part i know when you go to check out you can put social proof in the course or in the checkout for um teachable as well but i never did that because i wanted social proof before they even got to paywall um but so those, just those changes, I think would be a, a good thing. The initial buttons, um, adding some things to the homepage like I had mentioned um, will be a big one. So um, the paywall, you, you can't really mess with the paywall too much for, um, for Teachable. You can have the social reviews on the side as well, which I'm not opposed to having, but I definitely would have them um, on here instead of the facts. So it's all that way they can see real people, real reviews saying how this course has helped. Um, so not horrible. I think the pay, the, the click flow is one thing to check on, uh, for sure. And change it up. Cause like you said, you're getting ups but no, um, like you've had five people who signed up, it didn't pay That is kind of weird. I mean, it may happen regardless, but, um, the fact that it kind of on the very first page, I think that's what kind of, um, throws them off a little bit with that. Yep. So that's what I see for that, that site. I like it. that's how that's how i usually do things man just dive into it find the problems and then once you fix them let me know if they work so <laughs> um what is this one this one is so again i'm just going off what i see i didn't i clicked them open but didn't read anything really so you know nice picture you guys um we help real estate investors close more deals
0: this was a uh, sort of an affiliate uh, relationship. It's just a CRM that we use that works okay. pretty well for real estate investors. And they just asked us to uh, start sharing it. And then uh, we would get a small percentage. Okay.
1: Do you guys, are you guys able to change these things or is it kind of like they just have the, the side
2: up where you can only do minor stuff to it? I'm, I'm not sure. They made it mostly. I think that they kind of like set all that stuff okay. up. The only thing that we can do is like have our photo, obviously, and we send yeah. that to them. Yeah, and that's kind of what they what would typically happen um, with affiliate
1: stuff is they want to control their their stuff a little bit more. But um, I can still give a very quick review um, right off the bat when I see this. We we help real estate investors close more deals. I think that they're physically helping you close the deals. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down here, it goes down to um, you got you got to sign up to all in one built in one business. They don't have anything. And just my opinion, what I would change. That they don't have anything really, um, no. I mean, when you say it's an all-in-one software for real estate investors that requires no customization, it doesn't pass my my Justin test where it's, is this as slow as I am that I can figure it out right off the bat? Right. So I don't, and this is their issue, really. I don't see anything that says, hey, we're a CRM um, yeah. right off it. Um, so that's, that's just one thing I see. Yeah. Out- When you you think we help people more close, we help real estate investors close more deals. Helping is a a verb, right? Like they're going to actually take action and help you close more deals. I don't think they're calling, are they calling leads and stuff for you? Or is it just straight CRM? CRM. Yeah. So, I mean, I would change that for them, but it's not your guys' fault. Um, Industry leaders is a good thing to have. Again, that kind of builds a little bit of social proof. I can already tell I don't like their video um uh, <laughs> you got some dude just staring at you creepily you a real estate yeah i hate it anyways
0: <laughs> i do videos
1: too so like that's i love I, i'm i'm big on content creation so i got do a lot of videos and uh creating videos and stuff and creepy shit is instantly a no no but um, so they have video tutorial or not tutorials uh, testimonials and video testimonials do really well uh, because they know that they're real people saying it. So if you guys can get video testimonials, that's definitely something I would recommend to do okay. um, and get them up there. And this is for your guys' stuff too, uh, video testimonials, because now you you can fake pictures and text on a site all day, but you can't bullshit a video testimonial. It's like, hey, this is a really good company and program, you know, and how it's helped them and stuff. So, um, all right, so features. That's good. I mean, they have that pretty good where it just basically is, here's all the good things about it, all the good stuff, you know. But I think right off the bat, if I were to land on this and not know what they did, um, like as far as CRMs, I'd, I'd be very
2: confused at first. Then you're like, I don't get it. They may click on this. I say, I think the good thing is though, our, uh, hyperlink beforehand, I think at least says like, get our CRM. Cause I think Tony made that to, so hopefully they at least know yeah. what they're clicking or they remember, hopefully. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's good. Um, for that. So, all right. I'm not going to dive too much into their shit. Yeah, control, no worries. But, Hopefully they know. Um,
2: hopefully people know what CRM means. <laughs> yeah.
1: I hope so. <laughs> I mean, if they been, if they're in the business, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure they do, but yeah, um, it is what it is. Uh, this is, From the link tree. I think this is your guys' newsletter one. Yep. Yeah, Uh, it's our newsletter. Okay. So I, let me see. I would change the text on that, right? Because a newsletter is very boring and people don't like newsletters. And the reason why is because they think that if, you know, you can actually put a dollar value on an email now. And people will say, well, you know, if I get an email, it's worth about, 20 to $40 per email in the long run. If you, you know, have the analytics for that, but when you see newsletter one, get is capitalized and that's weird. Um, and I, I, don't know. get. I see it as yelling, get our monthly newsletter. So changing that to something that's going to be a more value driven, right? Um, just like how you would change this up here, you know, think about what you guys include in your newsletters, whether it's monthly or weekly, um, it says monthly, obviously, but, um, you know, you want to really drive the value in it. Um, so if you guys are talking mostly about, um, real estate investing, you know, uh, find something that's catchy that people will want to sign up for it. So if you know that they're going to change trade X amount of dollars and like subconsciously to them for their email, um, why would they want to do it? So creating value inside of the newsletter signup is the big thing, even still just to get an email um, from them. So having them do that would be a big thing as far as you know, what do they want to learn from you guys? What's the, what is the reason they would want to give you an email versus, hey, just sign up for our newsletter, you know, we'll send you some newsletter stuff. And they may not be intrigued in that, but if it's something like, hey, s- submit your email, um, your name and your email below, so that way we can, you know, help provide value for um, your real estate investment path that you go on with upcoming seminars, courses, emails um, with value in it. You know, just dropping more value bombs in that will probably get more signups um, and changing that up versus just saying, "Get our newsletter." Um, so that's one thing um, I kind of see uh, with with people. Whether and it, it's on their sites too. So if anybody that listens to this has, you know, sign up in, for our newsletter on their sites, change it up, provide value for them to even get your email in the first play, or get for you to get their email. Um, this is your guys' YouTube. Oh, you just got another subscriber. <laughs> Let's go.
2: Hey,
1: if anybody's um,
2: watching or listening, you guys can go ahead and click that button too. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Go subscribe. Um, so you got a good amount of subscribers, uh, 4,400. Um, is your channel analytics.
0: A lot of those got pulled over from a fitness channel that I used to have. Okay. And then I just kind of kept them as we transitioned into real estate more.
1: Okay. Yeah. I got gotcha. Um, because that can kind of, that can, so one of the challenges, so nobody really knows YouTube's algorithm. There's a lot of people who have like, I know it, like, there's been videos that I've had on my uh, my because uh, we do storage unit flips and stuff like that too, and there'll be some videos that get hundreds and hundreds of views um, with no likes or a couple likes and comments. Then there's other ones that have tons of comments and tons of likes with minimal views. So it's like nobody really freaking knows anymore. So, um, but having something like VidIQ uh, to kind of help with some of the SEO aspects is a great program that um, I use for our stuff. But what I do notice is that YouTube will see if you have 4,400 subscribers, but your view count is low, they're going to keep your content low on people's radar because it's basically, and that kind of happens with a lot of social media platforms is that if you have like, you know, um, on Instagram, if you have lots of followers, but no engagement, that just kind of tells your algorithm that people follow your thing, but they don't really like your content. And that's kind of what can happen with YouTube. Again, I don't know exactly how they run everything, but that's what I have noticed is you have a good amount of subscribers, but um, not tons of views. Because, and that's even a problem that I've had sometimes with our other stuff. So I just wasn't posting content as relevant to people, I guess. Um, but it's slowly coming back, right? Um, obviously, a big thing with YouTube is thumbnails. Because um, most of the time when people see it, when they're on their homepage, they look quickly at the thumbnails. So like, bam, this one caught my attention right off the bat. I'm quitting this. They'll look at the thumbnail real quick and they'll kind of see online business strategies I quit using, right? So that doesn't pertain to anything I want to pay attention to right now. So, but it it helps getting stuff faster. Um, faces on it, you can see Alex hermosi um, I love listening to his stuff, but he uses his big ass face because his brand is his face. Uh, my beard is my brand, apparently, the beard of marketing pro. So you notice a lot of thumbnails have faces because that statistically does pop off more. Um, smiling faces. That's what um, people like. And of course, David Goggins just has his fucking scary face up there. Um, one of our videos we just posted, and this is from my Earhart's Adventures channel. Uh, has my wife and I, and luckily she's good looking and stuff. So that helps. But the big letters of what people on there, you know, want to learn about making money at the managerial you it started getting a lot more views recently, and it's been a few weeks. So it's had like 100 views in the last couple days because I guess it's doing well. So it's just something to consider on the, the thumbnails that that's going to get attention first. You have people on there, um, which is a good, uh, definitely a, a good aspect of it. But we got to look at why it's not capturing as much
0: attention. Many audience. people don't. Uh, it's mostly we mostly uh, relist our podcasts, yeah, uh, on YouTube and Facebook. And so I I was talking to Dakota about how eventually we would just put all of our podcasts not on the same channel. We would have a separate podcast channel if we got yeah. more YouTubing.
1: Yeah, and that and that's okay to do. You know, we see Andy Priscella does it on both, where he'll record the YouTubes and put them up on uh, the audio channel. So it's completely fine to that. It's a matter of how we can just really grab that um, that initial attention. You know, party bus business that the that doesn't tell me like what is that. You know, um, again, you got to pass the Justin test. Really, just a simplified test. Restaurants and real estate. Um, that's pretty it's a pretty decent one breakups divorce loss uh, love faith and purpose so i mean you have it up there and they're great things i think there's just some minor tweaks and it's the other thing too is testing different thumbnails is a great thing um i'll usually have a thumbnail up there for a couple of weeks like there's some of them that have like 25 30 40 views from our other channel and i change a thumbnail up to something and it starts gaining more views so so it's all, it's all about testing. Do I say like every single video you ever post, tweak it all the time? No, but kind of find that sweet spot of what gets their attention a little bit more. Um, just like on this, I think this was one of the videos. that was on there. Big old faces. See, but smiling faces. We'll buy your home as is. That's pretty damn straightforward. You know, and that's, that passes that simplified test. Um, so sharing that you can see it got 362 views it's been you know a minute but still the fact that it's getting views is what is important i would also one thing to consider for the thumbnail is uh we'll buy your home as is and then maybe have the um this what is that fort wayne indiana i would put the city or the cities that you're looking for in there because that'll grab people's attention too right off the bat because maybe you'll, I don't know if you guys do nationally, like you just start buying up homes all over the the country and stuff. But if you do have a specific area, put it right across the bottom parks. Again, they will do the Z on there, right? The call to actions, push play. Um, But they still want to do the Z or the F pattern. So if you have the cities that you focus on, whether it's your guys' stuff or any of your listeners, they have a focused area, like my wife and I were looking at opening up our third business together coming up, which is in the super early planning stages, but um, by looking at it, we will be approaching the county um, a lot more as far as what county we want to target. So when you have that, again, it goes to people like feeling included in what they're looking at. So if they know they live in like our county, Bartow County if hey you know we'll buy your home as is bartow county resident right that can be something like well i'm a bartow county resident i i think i've been thinking about selling my home that may be getting their attention so that's how you kind of want to drive thumbnails if you have specific stuff you know for the the area you're in so um most of the views people do on youtube are on mobile they probably won't ever read this stuff i'm not saying don't include it but you know, sometimes people, bitch, uh, like, no, kind of, um, I, I just hit subscribe buttons whenever I do this stuff, but um, whenever we're, you know, you're doing these types of things, people typically won't always look at them, um, the other good thing about VidIQ too, they have, I think you can get this stuff for free, um, they do have a paid side of it that I do, but it'll tell you, you know, certain things that are missing um, to help with it, so, you know, it uh, talks about you guys' channel a little bit too. So that's just something I always recommend people do because VidIQ is a lot better at YouTube SEO than um, I am. So I just like looking at their stuff. But um, do you guys have any questions so far on what I've covered? I know I kind of hit a few different channels um, or avenues.
0: Uh, no, I don't think so.
1: Okay. Um. So you guys have great reviews, that's good. When um, I'm looking at the Google side, obviously for people who can't see because they're listening. Um, so the Google Maps is good. Some people don't realize that Google My Business is going away, they're actually getting rid of it and they're transitioning to just straight Google Maps. So that's something to look at. Um, but I love that Google does this as well as uh, iPhone maps for people who utilize that. And there are certain ways to get um, you know, on iPhone too, if you haven't and get that set up. But people, whenever they look at their reviews, they're terrified that they drop below five. Studies actually show that if you have a five, you're less trusting than someone that has a 4.5 to 4.9. So, Sometimes I'm like, man, I wish someone would give me like a four rating right now. But the fact that you do have 112 reviews at 5.0 is great. But don't panic if somebody, if you see your reviews drop to 4.5 to 4.9, people will be like, oh my God, my business is ruined. It's like, hey, it's calm down. It's all right. I don't know why, but people will see that and they're like, wow, they they have 4.7 reviews. That's a pretty good place. Oh, they have five. That's weird. Like... Yeah. I don't
2: get people, but we aren't um, we aren't too scared to get uh to get a bad couple reviews, yeah. but we usually just don't piss people off that much to where they uh they leave us a bad review, honestly. And you know, obviously we do things we say we're gonna do. So usually we get five star and we ask for that at, at closing. We yeah. didn't get one. You can see right there we got one one star review. Looks like we had a
0: two-star and a three-star. Yeah,
2: so we had a one one star review from a, a employee's girlfriend that we had to get rid of and they were not happy. So.
1: Uh, and see what you guys did too
2: is phenomenal. Like I'm
1: telling you if you get reviews positive or negative reply to all of them. Yes. Um, so if you do get a negative review, people will look at the responses just like people hate this. I've worked with real estate agents um that will, they hate I and I've been in real estate groups because I like marketing for agents um they there's been questions like hey when you guys have listings or if you have ads what do you do with negative comments and people like we block them we get rid of them we delete them I'm the opposite I want that shit because I'm gonna I'm you know when people read comments if they see negative comments like if you look at any ads that you see for a product and if there's negative comments and the company doesn't respond to the negative comments, it's typically a red flag. But if you respond to it with, you know, poise and elegance and politefulness and facts, people will respect that a lot more. Yeah. So the fact that you did respond to that is great. Sorry, we fired your boyfriend, Allison. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, I, whatever. Um. So, you know, at the end of the day, you guys responded to it, and that's what matters the most. Because if I see it, I mean, even one, if it's one one star out of all of it or whatever, people are like, oh, let me go look at the one negative comments. Mm-hmm. Again, negative will be a lot better than positive. It's just, I don't get it. I like positive, but it's how most society looks. They'll yeah. look at the one star and be like, oh, dang, oh. they got one star. Why didn't they respond to it? Versus, hey, you have 148 different you know five stars right. so it just it is what it is but um on that it looks like you have a pretty solid listing you get people leave reviews which is great um it's easy people can click stuff they can call you so i mean it's set up there's not much else with um the google maps you're you know now going away google my business but um it, you guys have it set up properly they they make it kind of simple so you share photos posts all that good stuff so you guys are you guys are good on that one um this is the Apple podcast for what I'm sure uh, ours will be on. Um, these are really simple because again, there's not much you guys can change with podcasts. You know, you really want to make it to where people understand from the description of the channel and what it is, right? So um, you've got ratings, a couple of them. That's one thing I would try to push. I don't know if you guys do or not, but having listeners leave uh, ratings behind is great. Um, you know, Andy with the MFCO podcast, he said, and what he does now, obviously with uh, real AF is that, you know, Hey, pay your dues as far as just leaving a damn review. Um, you know, we don't charge for this stuff. We just ask that you go leave a review, share with someone who needs it, blah, blah, blah. Um, so your guys description Two local entrepreneurs, Tony Moore, Dakota Bailey came together to create a podcast, reflects the highlights of some of their favorite topics, real estate investing. Well, you can change this up local to what your listeners are probably all over the world. Um, is it local to India? I don't know, but, you know, just changing that up, um, as far as that, um, kind of hit on your target audience a little bit, you know, like how can you relate to them? What people will listen to podcasts, but when they have topics that are relatable to what they want to experience or what they've gone through or where they want to go. Um, so kind of hitting on that a little bit. Um, I mean, I know there's a character limit, I'm sure on it, but talking about real estate investing wealth and self-development that's good but um I mean just minor tweaks nothing too big on that um I'm just going to look at your last episode with the text on it if your friend Adam Marino Mar- Marino Marino he's got one of those Earhart last names uh-huh. um, Yeah. So I mean just basically going over it that's fun. um yeah, whenever you do um, any type of podcast descriptions, that's also what's going to pop up in searches when they, when people are searching for it. So being detailed is a big thing on it Um, as far as what you guys talk about to all the way to the, you know, beginning to end a little bit, just kind of hitting those those notes. Um, And then you guys have all your links in there. So that's all good. Uh, just minor things, nothing big on that. I'm going to, I'll dive into TikTok and Instagram. Even though, like I said, I'm not a huge, I don't have TikTok, right? I have a real estate of TikTok, I guess, of like my username, but I don't use it. Um, And that's the other thing too. A lot of times people will be like, you know, which social media platform should I use the most? And it can get very time-consuming creating content for YouTube, Facebook, Facebook Reels, Uh, live videos, Instagram, Instagram stories, TikToks, people, they will stop marketing because of how overwhelming it is. So what I recommend is you need to be on two platforms. And when I say on it, I mean active on it. At least two platforms that you're mainly active that your target audience Uh sits at. So for marketing, my two most, my main one is Facebook. That's where I get all my clients uh, pretty much from without like, I just do organic stuff but also on LinkedIn is where I make sure consistently trying to get back into being focused on LinkedIn, right? Because that's where a lot of business professionals are. Um, I don't market my services as much anymore because it's mainly word of mouth and I only work with specific types of clientele now. So I don't need to do all the ads and all that stuff, but I will post on Facebook consistently. Uh, had a Facebook, I have a Facebook group that I'll drop content in periodically, um, just to provide value still. So if you don't want to be on TikTok, you don't have to be on TikTok. Um, for any listeners who are always, you know, worried about that stuff, but having your digital real estate, as Dan Fleischman, Fleischman calls it, is phenomenal. You know, at least having a spot on there, maybe posting something uh, every now and then if you want, but. Um, all the principles of marketing still apply there's some differences in the content you create for each channel you know you're not going to create just text for TikTok, but knowing which type of content which you guys it looks like you kind of take some of the um content from your podcast um which one's gotten a lot so i think they just like your dancing there you go yeah
2: on this one people love dancing
1: <laughs> and that now i'm telling you on TikTok for some reason like my daughters, I swear to God, if you go in the room at any periodic time, they're watching TikTok or they're on TikTok. Yep. Obviously that's not your target audience, you know, uh, 14 and a nine year old, but dancing is what gets attention, you know? Yep. So your initial look here, that's what gets you views by the way, um, on this one, how that is with your face that gets people's attention. The weird faces on TikTok is one that I do know that I mean, I'm not saying your face is weird, but just the, like the <laughs> weird expression you make, that's where people will pay attention to that. They're like, oh, what is this, right? Or if they see a brand they recognize, uh, recognize in there. That's kind of the the few things I have learned about TikTok. Um, seeing that, that shit reminds me of orders, man. Jesus Christ. For that house, did you guys just take a match to it and just get insurance? <laughs> <Damn>. just, sell,
2: <laughs> just sell to somebody else. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's not a bad idea,
2: huh?
1: Um, But yeah, so I mean, with TikTok, it really is about capturing the attention. Uh, People have a very short attention span. You remember Vines back in the day? Uh, That was fun, but you you had six seconds to get something funny across. Um, The same thing with TikTok. So um, you have a 5% average engagement rate. So if you start kind of those initial thumbnails, grabbing that attention first, that's kind of where you want to, improve on that but that's really the only thing with tiktok i know is the initial impressions that you get and that's what you'll see with these ones man it's that you'll see your bigger ones stand out a little bit more they see a check watch till the end to see how much this check is profit right captures attention and gets it um and then also doing quick little tips too like the reason why this i think also went up probably what your second highest was you have numbers, six reasons not to accept the year's rent up front. So if you have little tips or segments you guys can you know do, say, hey, five tips for um, getting into real estate investing. And just, I mean, you don't have to always do a dance for it, but do quick little things. People will like that because they're like, oh, there's only six things I'm going to learn from this. So it's going to be quick. So having that, if you guys test that out, I think that will get you a lot more views too um, for... <clears throat> uh, Instagram, I mean, yeah, that's good, I like how your picture does that, I I like how pictures on Instagram, because they all have this circle, if it stands out, where it's not your typical circle, it's, it'll, it'll, it gets my attention more, so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah i like how you guys just use it to kind of highlight your success of that and what you guys are doing so that's really what i i like instagram being used for just highlighting stuff uh, i don't use instagram as much i'll post stuff occasionally on it um but facebook like i said is where i'm mainly at my personal page um that's where i thrive a lot more is facebook that's like some of my the target there but i like when people use instagram to kind of highlight their their it's amazing their Oh. Yeah, I mean, liking like people like this, obviously. Yeah, easy to and, tell, um,
2: too. Dude, those take forever. Like, there's not as easy as it looks because then I like, I want to make sure our numbers are 100% accurate so we're not lying to people. So I have to do a ton of math. Like, that probably took me, uh, like for all those photos and that thing, it probably took me like an hour and a half to get all of that done. Jesus
0: and what's funny is as nice as that one looks that's the one that we lost the most money on that's our our biggest loss ever <laughs> yeah
2: click the other one <laughs> yeah. like, edit all that one out
1: <laughs> yeah let's find another one where's oh yeah, probably, there you go that's the biggest all right, so, game. That, that i mean that's but that's what i like too is that when you guys share your losses as well people will see that and they're like oh shit like Maybe real estate investing is not for me because I don't have $38,600 and 50 cents. Your math is exact on that. (laughs) Um, You know, but that's part of what you guys do, right? It's all about providing the experience. People watch your life from a distance that they can see all this Gucci shit and they're like, wow, oh, this looks so great. But when you share the real life stuff, like part of uh, what we're doing with our storage unit videos is that I'm showing people too, like, hey, you want to know what part of the shitty stuff is? The unit we got today was like, 60% going to the dump. You don't see mostly storage war videos saying, here's how much this shit sucks. Having to bag it, take it to the dump, blah, blah, blah. Um, but that's part of the experience. I want people to like us because we're real and authentic. So doing that on Instagram is obviously what you guys are doing and you're doing a, a good job at it, but you know, just being consistent and staying on top of it, um, would be a big thing. So I talk about Um, The five F's is what I I talk about when it comes to creating content. Faith, which is like that motivation, inspiration, just kind of set the boost people up. Family is what I post about, obviously, my wife or my kids and doing stuff with them. People will do business with people that like them. So if they see that you're doing stuff with your family, and even if you have issues, you know, with family, sometimes post next again, I think social media has created such a massive facade that. Everyone looks at everyone's life it's like, oh wow, everyone's so perfect but me. And the comparison syndrome is is really like taking a lot of people in this country down because they look at their lives like, well, my my life's not as good as so and so. They're the best parent ever. Like, no, I'm I wanna, I wanna choke my kids sometimes. And it's okay, you know, as long as you <laughs> don't choke <laughs> them, but wanting to <laughs> As long as you,
2: and don't you start the it, other
1: man. side, um. Uh, so faith, family, fitness, that's one area I personally struggled with, uh, my whole life is losing weight, gaining weight. Um, so I've been on the gaining side, but now my wife and I, we've gotten back into fitness, um, you know, working out, she had surgeries that we both let her surgeries be the reason why we got lazy. So posting simple stuff like that, like, Hey, going on a walk, you know, um, business owners typically want to do business with people who take care of themselves. And that's one thing I've always preached, but I didn't continue to stay on it myself. So again, it's okay to have screw ups, but getting back up on that track is what you want to do. So posting about fitness, uh, finances, whatever finances your business. So you want to post about your business in, you know, um, what you're doing to improve your business, how you're serving people, how you make people's lives better. Um, and then last one is fun. So if you do some fun stuff, just, you know quick little um story about that or posting about the fun stuff you're doing because again show the human uh of a business because uh, at the end of the day you guys are the face of your business in every essence that we've seen so far so that's the five f's i really focus in uh, when it comes to social media um but let me look at so you guys will notice too it's kind of annoying Facebook doesn't doesn't like business pages. You'll post some fire content on there and like two people will see it. And that's really because they are a pay to play platform. So that's why I do a lot of my stuff. um, On my main page on my personal page, I'll post a lot more marketing stuff on there than I will anywhere else, Um,
2: but, yeah, we try to do both we try to post it on uh, yeah. or, on uh, you know this page and then we just share it to our personal so you kind of get like the the co-mingling and stuff and then like people can see it more. so we kind of share the big things on there. Yeah that I mean that works. either posting it separately as individual
1: posts or sharing it from a business will help um, And then obviously correlating to your um, email content with social media content too sometimes will help.
2: But I mean, you still get a lot of attention on here, which is great. So um, yeah, a lot of places. Facebook don't. is our yeah, I think Facebook is our biggest platform, I'd say where we get the most engagement is Facebook, both on our personal and on this page is nice. where I'd say like 90% of people probably see what's going on with us. And that's where you
1: want to double down. So if you guys who you know are listening have social media that certain platforms hit harder focus on that so if it's like for you guys Facebook on your personal and your business page that's where I'd really double down and look at you know like so if I um I go to Tony's page because that's where people are going to first look at you right off the bat right so they're going to see you and they're going to be like okay well what does this dude do so having this up here great you know just simple intros on there is phenomenal um if you look into the intro, because again, people are judging you based off what they see on the appearance of it, right? Yep. Um, so if they, I can't, I probably can't do it on yours. Um, but if you go and view your profile as you know, the public, how the public sees it, or someone who's not your friend, that, that's what you want to kind of look at. So let me go to mine real quick. Um, I'm gonna click view as public, right? So this is as, as if someone's not my friend. Um, so whenever you see these content isn't available right now, it's something from a private group or a private friend typically. So um we post about one of our units that we got today. Again, this will be a video that comes out, but um, I have right off the bat the things that matter the most to me, right? So my family is really the first thing that you're gonna see. Um, other profile pictures I've had have been, you know, uh my wedding photos with my whole family, and then um you know, stuff about the marketing on there, call to actions on there. And that's fine to have, but I usually like making sure people know how you can help. Um, Trackable links is something I like having to see who's like, you know, how many clicks you're actually getting on it. Um, And then basic stuff about what you know, what you do. Uh, Do not have any intro, like I've had, I had one guy, oh my God, he had literally 35 past jobs he's had all down this damn intro thing. It's previous employer at BAM, previous employer at BAM for 35 jobs. And I was like, why? But if you have a previous job that's relevant to your target audience, do it. So for instance, when I was in the financial industry, I would have a lot of my target audience that I would go after as military and first responders. So I would have, you know, a former military at Air Force, you know, or uh, former security forces with Air Force Then I would have Um, former firefighter with Gwinnett County because that's who I wanted to target. So when they go and see, okay, well, Justin's doing financial services, he's a previous firefighter, previous military, that's kind of someone you know can correlate with that. So, um, and then, you know, my posts are some of the highlights I have with, uh, like I said, I do content. So one of our recent videos we had and whatnot. So, I just kind of keep it like that, but your main thing on your Facebook and your personal page is you want people to see how you help them and how you correlate. So just a guy who does marketing stuff. people try to make shit, so like I get I return fifty billion likes for one dollar. I don't know it doesn't matter, but those are the big things that um, you could look at. so to wrap this up for you and help you with some of these questions, you know um, First of all, do you guys have any questions on what we just kind of went over with all your guys' sites and whatnot, at least for these ones?
0: (laughs) Do you have any questions about our social?
2: That I can think of now.
0: Okay. Well, uh, I wanted to make sure that people know how to get a hold of you too. So if you want to go to your Facebook page and then just kind of intro, like where people should look for you if they were going to use you to help them with social.
1: Yeah, my, probably just go to my main page the, that I'm on right now, my personal page. You can go find the Bearded Marketing Pro um, if you want to just follow a, uh, you know, the actual agency page itself if it ever loads. But you can go follow that page. You know, we have a training group that you can link to in the top post as well. Um, but also my main personal page is what I would, I would direct people to. because so I post mostly on there. I hit content occasionally throughout here, but my personal page is mainly where we're at, um, for that. And that's the, the Justin Earhart page right there. So, um, if you look like a creep, I don't add you, but you can just follow me. <laughs> um, but that's mainly where it's at, or people can go to my website, your BMP for the bearded marketing pro.com. Um, And I mean, you just go to the sites and, and whatnot, but that's mainly where I'm at. Take a message. I do free website reviews, nothing like this in depth for people all the time, but um, you guys can kind of see too of mine how it has the logo, name, call to action is mainly I want people to schedule a free consultation, increase your revenue by working with Bearded Marketing Pro. So again, it passes that Justin test. Like, what is, What's the whole point of being here? I want to increase my revenue by working with this guy. Schedule a consultation, a good free ebook. But at the end of the day, that's the main things, guys. Um, yeah, you had some questions. What do you need help with? I think it's just updating content on your guys' sites, mainly the one we talked about with your courses, kind of changing those links, those call to um, actions. I don't think you guys need to hire anybody. If there's certain you know things you want to add or do that's a little bit out of your scope, I would, you know, you can always reach out to me. And if I don't do it, I'll refer you to someone I know. Um, but that's one thing too, a lot of businesses kind of mess up with is they're quick to hire versus quick to get guidance. And I have, you know, obviously people pay me pretty good money to do their stuff for them, but I'd rather get charged a little bit of, or charge a little bit of money just to give basic guidance. Hey, here you go, make these changes, do this. Um, the biggest bang for their buck, um, again, that really depends what their goal is. If it is, which platform is to be, if it's just awareness, Increasing sales. So it's just going to be kind of dependent on that. Um, I think understanding how people think would give them the best bang for their buck when it comes to marketing. Understanding how the sites can make the changes for like simple changes can just really help people. Uh, You guys are doing well by posting content and being consistent, whether it is just on Facebook for the most part where you said to get most of your business at. if you just stayed there and like folks on that, I think that you guys wouldn't really skip a beat and do really well um what should other people copy should do consistency is a big one that's a, i think a lot of people start social media marketing um, but then they stop um, so and it, it's okay to have that but it's a matter of recognizing it and then reworking that consistency would be a big one um i already talked about what can be cleaned up and change um as far as a rating i don't think there's like i don't really give people numbers but you guys are you're passing if that counts because your guys' tweaks aren't massive they're just minor things that i deal with all the time to people it just comes down to they just don't know because um, they don't have that so you guys are probably better than other people that i've dealt with so at least you didn't have 35 past jobs on there so i guess that's a plus um i think those minor changes will get you more sales on your course uh, for sure What do people get wrong about marketing? They usually think marketing is just just something that they do once and they're done, that they put a website together and they're done with it. Uh, Marketing is a consistent evolving of a target audience. And what that is, is sometimes your messages get boring and you have to change that up. So being aware of that, of your messaging is a big one and not having a target audience and solving their problems is another thing people mess up with marketing. They talk a lot about in their content about how great they are, how great their products are, or how it's so wonderful, but they never talk about how it's going to solve problems. If you focus on solving problems, people will pay you to solve those problems.
0: Um, I was just getting on one of my friends about his commercial because I was like, I don't know who your avatar is. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what problem you're going to solve. Yeah. All I, all I know is how great you are. Yep,
1: and that sounds wonderful, I guess, but that doesn't help other people. Um, So helping, if you just focus your market on how you're helping people and solving problems, you'll 10x your income just on that. So that would 10x your results. Uh, What does it look like when I take on a new client? They go to my site typically, set up a a call. I do a 15-minute call with them to find out if I even want to work with them um because honestly some people I just don't want to work with and so I'm pretty straightforward about it and people don't like it then they can go leave a one-star review on Google I don't care but that's kind of what it comes down to right is like you know when I have my initial calls they talk about their problems okay well let me you know do some research for them and see what I if I want to work with them and then um after that just communicate through email or, or a phone call mostly about what I would do to help them and solve their problems and then you know i tell them how much it costs most people say i can't afford that which is okay i'm not saying I, I don't work with the cheapest of new startups my target audience is people who've been in business for a few years um and they have a, a revenue you know and that's what i want to improve but other marketers will work with anybody i don't uh, because i don't want to <laughs> um so from there that's when we start doing the work and you know we're i'm very on top of people whenever i'm doing work for them too So um services really depends logos usually go from 750 on up um, because we are really good at them and we like doing it plus we have packages for content creation which can range from anywhere from 1500 to 3500 um, because of what we do with it so uh website revamps can be you know 1200 to 7500 depending how big your websites are so that's the other thing too. Businesses, when they get asked, what do you charge? They're like, oh, I have to sit down and quote it. I don't. I'll tell you what it ranges from. And if people don't like it, then I don't care. <laughs> you have to know your worth as a business owner. My time, especially in the summer, is very valuable because I have three kids out of school and we do a lot of shit. So if I'm going to take time from going to the lake, it's going to be, you know, costly. So, um, but great question you asked. How does my business allow me to have a better life? I think... So I was a homeless veteran. I was a typical statistic, uh, back in 2015, 16, living out of my car. Uh, my marketing business has really been able to help me get a better life because I have what most people don't and it's, it's freedom. And we always talk about freedom. Most people really aren't free, right? they they say they are. I built up a, a pretty solid business where, as long as I, you know, i help a consistent clientele base that I have and it pays really well. And I'm fortunate or unfortunate, if you want to call it that, that the, the VA pays me every single month because I have 100% disability. So I like severe problems from thanks to the military, so they pay for it. But the, the business has helped me really be able to get out of my car and buy a house, which was nice. Uh, it's a nice improvement. And then I'll then get a new car. In case I do end up homeless again, I'll have a nicer car to sleep in. <laughs> uh, but really, it's been able to, I'm, I can spend time with my family um and, and be with them and that's what what matters the most to me at the end of the day is business has been able to afford me time with my family and that's what i like the most okay. so cool that's say pretty much to, me
2: say we don't have to go through all the other questions if there's probably a list if tony made it then there's probably a long long list no, I'm, I'm good with it <laughs> i like
1: i like questions as long as i can help and provide value so
2: that's yeah, what matters man. to me well, I definitely think that you provided us a, a ton of value today. And uh, hopefully the other people listening to uh, got some value for ways that you guys can implement this in, uh in your guys's own social media or your business or whatever it is. Um, the the main thing that our coach always told us to we work with uh, Ryan Pineda who's like the flipping coach and he got big on social media through TikTok and all that stuff. And we don't follow all of his advice, but we try to take some of it. The biggest thing that we learned from his was obviously the things that improved our business, which like you said, you double down on the Facebook, whatever's working, obviously do more of it because you got to keep your core. And then uh, the Google My Business was a big thing that helped our business explode. in the last year was just asking for consistent reviews. So if you guys are wholesaling, flipping, anything like that, asking the person that you're doing business with for reviews has been absolutely a game changer for us and our company because people view those and like it also helps for your like search and then it helps uh whenever people are typing it in so that's been the biggest thing for us so
0: yeah it may may not have magnified our influence until maybe year two and a half or year three but lately because we run tv ads We send out mailers consistently, and then people go and search for us on Google. Whenever somebody does run across us, they basically just cross out our competition and go, I don't want to work with this guy, this guy, or this guy. I want to work with these two guys. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And traditional marketing does have its place. There's a lot of digital marketers that bash traditional marketing. Um, If you have a local-based business that you mainly function, like you said, TV ads, um billboards is one especially with the affordability of like companies like blip that are out there for the electronic billboards uh, mailers is still a great way so traditional marketing has its place um and like you said also the google side is phenomenal for local as well so it has its place if you have a um a business that is established in an area so don't discount traditional marketing just because some person said it sucks
2: <laughs> for sure Well, thanks again, man. We definitely appreciate you. And uh, like I said, hopefully everybody else got some value too. No, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot for having me. And then, you know, hopefully if
1: anybody needs some help, just reach out.
0: Absolutely. We're going to sign off. Peace. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, guys.